Hi everyone, welcome to our last episode of season three of Across the Lines. It's so hard to believe that we put out three seasons already. And in this episode, Jay, Ankita, and I sit on the other side of the table and reflect on why this season was so special for us. Welcome everyone to another episode of Across the Lines. Um, in today's episode, we have Ankita, Angie, and myself, and we're gonna be reflecting on the past season sharing some things that we've been learning over the past year of building this podcast. Um, a couple of items of folks potentially leaving our little community and yeah, just generally catch up a little bit more. How are you two doing? Hey everyone. Jay and Kia, Hi. hello. Hi friends. Good to be back. Thank you. Hey Angie. Yeah. I thought, I thought that it would be a good place to start um, reflecting on the past year. It's actually been a year and a half. I was looking at our LinkedIn profile and it said a year and five months since we've just like started this podcast, started thinking about this podcast. And so I wanted to kick us off with some of the, I guess, lessons that we've been learning and things that we've taken away. I'll, I'll kick us off. For me, I think the biggest thing that I've learned is my goals for why I want to put time into this experience or this podcast and the side project have, have been changing over time. I think in the beginning, when Angie and I first started brainstorming this idea, it was more around, you know, uh, speaking about our identity, uh, meeting amazing people, hearing their stories, more like traditional goals of why you'd want to start a podcast, I suppose. Now that has changed a lot too, quite frankly, I, it's just spending time with you two, um, both yourself Ankita, and Kita and Angie. I just enjoy like our Wednesday meetings. I enjoy Angie just hopping on a call and and just meeting people with you. And, and I, I just really love your energy. And so that has actually become why I have wanted to continue doing this. The other goals haven't necessarily gone away, but the prioritization of them have shifted a little bit. Um, so much so that like right now, I'm just like really excited to work with you too and um, just get to spend time with you. So that's been my biggest learning, which is maybe not what I thought I would learn over the past year. Um, Ankita, what was yours? I think a lot of what I have learned this year is that I know less than I thought I did. And I think kind of similar to what you were saying about like prioritization of the goals for doing things have changed. I feel like I learned the very hard lesson of you don't have to do the things that you're good at. And so like looking at all the things in my life and being like, okay, if it's not just doing the things I'm good at, like, why do I do the things that I do? Like, what is my motivation? Like, what do I hope to create impact wise. Um, and I think kind of similar to you, I realized that like, I care a lot less about what I'm doing in terms of like what the job is or like what the task is and a lot more about who I'm doing it with and like what we are creating together. So that has definitely been kind of, kind of great and also very confusing. Cause I'm like, I don't know how to be like, hey, so I care about the team that I'm on and not about what I'm doing. Cause like, even the way the world is set up, it's like, this is your job. And I'm like, cool, unhelpful. <laughs> but yeah, what about you, Angie? <laughs> I'd say for me, it's, hopefully this doesn't come off as like too clinical, <laughs> but similar to you, Jay, I think I started out this journey wanting to explore my identity more and wanting to learn the stories of these incredible folks through the lens of their identities. And I think there's two sides of this coin where on one hand, yes, it is hundred percent important to understand that you operate within systems that are out of your control sometimes, right? Like it a thousand percent behooves you to understand these systems that you operate within. So you can change your own protocols to best fit within those systems. 
But I think something I've been realizing lately a lot more too, is that sometimes when you almost like overthink the fact that there are these systems, striking the fine balance of being cognizant and aware and adjusting as need be, but never letting those realizations be any sort of like ceiling or asymptote on what you can be is a very hard thing to do and something that's really important to do simultaneously. So yeah, I'd say that's been my biggest learning, but beyond that, obviously just learning how to work with folks who come from vastly different places than I do and work in very different ways, AKA you both, but having that be one of honestly, like the most enriching experiences and just like greatest growing curves that I've ever experienced. It seems like the, the foundation is similar. Like the values are similar. How it's, I guess, executed upon is a little bit different, which makes this experience like so much more rewarding for for yourself, for myself, and and I would hope for Ankita as well. Angie, can I ask a follow up question to that point really quickly? No. Amazing. Was there <laughs> was there a point was there a point uh, that that realization kind of came to you? Or was it like a guest, or was it like a like someone who shared a story or when did, when did that kind of uh, hit you? And I wonder how it happened. Yeah, I think it's always something. Oh, I'm talking away from my mic. I think it's always something that I've known kind of like implicitly, but I think what really brought it into the limelight was a recording with Neha actually, who is the founder and CEO of Content Stack, where she was mentioning how she never really heated her identity growing up and never saw that as a limiting factor, but more so for her, it was the fact that she was non-technical and a woman in tech that felt like the boundary conditions for her. And I forgot verbatim what she said, but she said something to the extent of basically not ever letting those things hold her back from realizing what she could do, which feels at a surface level, very like trite and something that's obvious. But I think it was just a very different vein of um, usual conversation than what we have, which is, you know, folks talking about how they've bumped up against systems in the workplace or in life that were related to their identities. And that could have been limiting factors in some way. So I think that was just like a, a, a way to bring the implicit to an explicit view, which is, you know, something that I had consciously known before, but now it, it's just like more at the forefront. So I think that was like the moment, but I'm curious if you, you had that like impression as well from talking to her. I was actually going to take it slightly differently on another guest that has shared something that touches on identity and also really impacted my own thinking on things was, was Nick. Okay, you, you need to get closer to the mic. I was going to, is it better? Yes. Yes. I was going to, I was actually going to take it into a slightly different direction on another guest from this past season that has, that's spoken about identity on your point, but has also kind of helped me construct how I think about my own identity was Nick Mehta. Um, mm. he, he spoke a lot about how he is all these different types of person. He's Indian. He's a Steelers fan. He's a CEO. He's a founder. He's a father. He's a hu- He's all these things. And I, I for, again, I forget exactly what the quote was or, or how he phrases, but he's, he, you know, he made a point of say like, I'm not Indian. I'm not just a founder. I'm not just this person. I am Nick. <laughs> and I remember him saying that and he had so much uh, confidence in that. And, and that really stood out to me. It's like, I, you know, for myself, I'm not, I'm not associated to like one piece of my identity. I am who I am. I am Jay. And, and that was a really like powerful point. Um, and I think somewhat similar to what Neha was sharing as well. 
Um, Ankita, was there anything else, I guess, on this point from this past season that kind of stood out to you? Um, just, yeah, just wanted to, if not, that's okay. We can kind of keep going, but just wanted to create that space for you. I mean, kind of on the, the same topic of like being in the system and like feeling like you have to prove yourself. I feel like that was definitely my guide for a long time was this idea that like my parents have made so many sacrifices for me to be here and therefore in order on some level to be worth these sacrifices I have to do the same like I have to go above and beyond um, to be in this room to create space for other people and that was kind of how I went about a lot of my day-to-day life and I think that has changed slightly in the sense that I still want to create community and I still want to create space for people where they feel like they belong, they feel acknowledged, they feel understood, but no longer because in the back of my mind, I feel like I have to prove myself. And so that's something that I've noticed where I think it's incredible that all of these people that we've talked to have walked into spaces where they don't see themselves and carved out a space for themselves and like found that, you know, self-motivation and self-confidence to be like, I can be the first person here and then there can be more people like me after. And I think at the same time, like having been freelancing, having been outside of the corporate world for a little bit, what I've also come to understand is that none of us need to do that. Like, it's not on any of us to be in these very uncomfortable, very limiting spaces in order to create change for others. We actually can have and do deserve spaces that are filled with people like us, like woman-led people of color teams where we feel comfortable and enriched and we're able to grow without fighting every step of the way. And I think what I've decided for myself is while I greatly admire and respect Um, everything that a lot of the people we've talked to have gone through and everything that they've done for everyone in the community, I would say. Um, I no longer feel like that is my path or my burden. And I feel like a lot can also be accomplished in like abundance and safety and like enrichment um, in protected spaces. And so that's something that I've also been thinking about a lot in terms of like necessary sacrifice and like self-sacrifice, but yeah. Wow, I feel like I need to digest that a bit because there was just like so much poetic energy (laughs) in what you just said there, (laughs) right? Because in talking about a space of abundance where we can come together and just not feel like we have to play into the system or give up part of ourselves to be part of that. I feel like this is what we've created between ourselves and we've tried to create through the podcast. So that almost naturally sets up a segue for a pretty big decision that you made recently. And I'd be really curious. And I know our our community would be really curious too, as to how that thinking came about. Was there kind of like an experience or a particular moment that instigated this line of thinking. Just expand on what you just mentioned there a bit because I think it's super interesting. Yeah, I think I was lucky because my first job out of college was the LinkedIn BOP program and my cohort specifically was I think almost 75% POC and like um, very queer friendly, like very balanced in terms of gender. And so I was given a very diverse, enriching, like team 
from the get-go and I got very used to it in the sense that I love learning from everyone's different backgrounds. I thought like, even though we were all so different, it meant that we all had very different things to contribute. And I kind of like started to fear the day when I would become the single person who looks like me in a space of people who didn't look like me because I was like, but I know what it's like to not have that be the case. Mm -hmm. um, and I think freelancing kind of extended that in the sense that I worked with a lot of really small businesses and like creators um, and people who were kind of on, I think the more radical forefront of how you can work in terms of like making it a very careful space and making it a space that puts the person before profits, which I think like a lot of tech companies try to do, but some fall short and some don't. Um, and I, I think it's hard. I think we're like moving out of like very extreme capitalist work structures that like no longer need to be upheld. Um, and so basically the big news is that I've decided to leave Across the Lines podcast after this season, which was a very difficult thing to do because of the things we talked about in the sense that like every Wednesday I'd get on a call and be like, ah, oh, this is amazing. This is the perfect team. I love this so much. We're having so much fun. Um, but I think like the mission of the podcast is to uplift and showcase a very specific brand of, I think, human bravery. And I think that that type of career, that type of goal setting is like no longer aligned with what I personally value and what I hope to pursue in my life. And so um, because of those reasons, I've decided to leave, but with a lot of sadness and a lot of gratitude for what we've been able to create. We're going to be really sad to see you go, Ankita. Um, but one thing that I've taken away from you is really being self-aware on what is important to you, looking around your environment and seeing if the vision that you have for yourself matches up with the vision that those projects or companies or you know freelance projects align with your vision. And if it doesn't make a decision because you're so self-confident, because you have so much self-awareness to make the decision to kind of maneuver away from you know whatever that may be. Um, so I like I really appreciate that because that's actually given me a lot more confidence myself to have those those thoughts reflect myself to understand if the things that I'm doing actually align really well with my vision. But the first step, like what you've helped me do, frankly, is to do it yourself and understand what you want. Um, and just like the way, you know, even how clearly you communicated that and how clearly you communicated that to us before it's so it's yeah, the confidence is just coming off, you know, really well. <laughs> um, and has helped me be more confident in myself. So thank you for that. Yeah, you flatter me. I'm terrible at quitting. <laughs> and this is something that I consider a new skill for this year because yeah, you can only take on so many things at one time. So I appreciate it. But quitting is very difficult and I'm proud of anyone who learns how to do it. Quitting is so tough and I'll reframe it from quitting to reprioritizing things that align best with your personal direction and goals in your specific season of life, right? And there's like seasons that come and go. And I think for the pod itself too, it's evolved and calcified over time in a way, Ankita, to your point, that doesn't really align with the season of life that you're in. And I'm just, to echo Jay, like so in admiration of your awareness of self and ability to align that with the action you put into the world. I think it's honestly such a rare quality I see nowadays of 
having the awareness of what you want and who you want to carve yourself out to be in the world, but also having the courage to act on that. I feel like there's a lot of dissonance, a lot of just like inability to come to terms with that internally. So all to say, we'll miss you so much, <laughs> but we are immensely grateful. Like everyone, if you, if you've ever seen an across the lines audiogram on LinkedIn or any, anything that's like a visual layout, that was something that Ankita created from scratch. So we have many, many debts of gratitude to pay to her for all that she's done and we'll miss her so dearly, but we'll still ping her one off just to say hi and send memes. <laughs> you can send me memes anytime. Yes. Call me anytime. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Angie, I wanted to kind of give you the floor back. One thing that uh, you've mentioned before is, I guess, learning how to balance um, creative energy and also being... I guess, discipline to execute on a project. Um, I mean, I'll be wording it the same way that you've been framing it yourself, but would love for you just to share some thoughts on that because that was really insightful for me. It's funny. I think there, there's, there's three things that kind of like underpin this, two of which I heard recently in a podcast. And one is just like an idea that I like to hold. The first being James Clear's idea of atomic habits and the, the idea that you always rise to the level of your goals, but you fall to the level of your systems. And I think that's just like a general life philosophy that I hold agnostic of whether something's a creative pursuit or whether it's like work or working out or whatever. Um, the second and third are things that I have heard in a few podcasts recently. And I'm like, is it a sign that I've been hearing these same things over and over? <laughs> Maybe it's like some sort of prophetic sign, but the two ideas there are one that, um, I'm paraphrasing, but it's essentially this idea that inspiration is for amateurs and habits are for professionals when it comes to creatives. And I think it, it came from some study that someone had done on creative work and the folks who create that work. So that's one. And then the other is in that same vein, I think it comes from the same body of work. It's something around how some of the most creative people, you'd imagine that they just have like these random bursts of creativity and they like go off into their like, cabin in the woods and, and write like volumes of Walden, but it's, it's not as much that case. And it's more of the case that they have dedicated time carved out to be creative, which feels almost paradoxical, right? Cause you typically think of creativity as more free flowing as opposed to being time boxed and structured. So anyway, that was a lot on, on kind of just like, I think creativity and discipline in my mind, almost being like, diametrically opposed in the past and something that I've honestly struggled a bit with, especially this past season when Jay and Akita know this well, but like new job, lots of things popping off and a lot of chaos. And I think between all of us, that's, that's been the case, but trying to harness this creative energy that we have for the podcast, but also executing on it in a way where we're producing consistency and we're following systems and have discipline. It's, I feel like it's, it's, challenging to balance the two sometimes. And I think it's something I'm, I'm still trying to figure out and have a lot to learn from my more creative friends on how they actually execute on that. But yeah, Jay on, on that, I know you've been exploring a lot of creative pursuits in the, uh, the crypto and web three space. And I'd be curious how you think about that balance between creativity and systems and more structured, rigorous ways of doing things and how you kind of like plan to, to tackle that going forward. It's interesting because to make like the best creative work, you need to 
have the habits after you have that level of inspiration to continue on whatever you're inspired by. And, and so it's, I wonder, this is like a half-baked thought, but at least for me, like when I get inspired by something, I want to feel that inspiration and, and not put the structure on it yet. But as, as like, I'm, I guess, as that inspiration is still there, use the inspiration to also put in a routine and like habits while you're still feeling like a lot of energy instead of maybe feeling inspired, doing a bunch of random stuff and then coming back and not having a routine of like something to be more consistent about. And so that, that's been, that's been a, with this podcast, with writing, with a number of different things, that's been a hard thing to focus on because the inspiration itself is really overwhelming and powerful. And that's great. But as you mentioned, Angie, having that routine, having that habit, whether it's like a certain amount of time to free up for more creative work, I think that's, that's so important. So yeah, I, it's a really hard thing to figure out. I think, I think for me, what I've been trying to reflect on is allowing myself to have more time to be more creative and kind of tying in uh, with some of the things that Ankita was saying or a little bit earlier about learning how to learning how to quit or what Angie was saying earlier about reprioritizing a little bit. Um, I've been going through the the journey right now to leave to leave LinkedIn, um, feeling inspired by both of you <laughs> on doing something similar and. And what I've been reflecting on is, is risk. This is actually in a, in a podcast uh, from Sandra, who was talking about how to reframe risk. And what he was mentioning and what he shared was how a lot of our, our parents, if they may have immigrated from you know, another, another country and have come to the United States or to Canada, they took a lot of risk to be able to do that. That's probably the most risky thing that they could have ever done, leave their family, leave their friends, leave their life that they were so comfortable with and, and, and come to a new country, probably take jobs and live a life that is potentially harder than what they left just to be able to set up the success for their kids, for their family, et cetera. And so when I was thinking about like potentially leaving and feeling like a level, like a really strong level of anxiety and stress around the risk it would be to leave a company, to leave a great job, especially with no next step or no next outcome, which is a position I'm in right now. I was thinking about risk and reframing that risk, as Sandro had mentioned, to be like, you know, our parents like laid the platform for us to take these types of risks, because now the risks that we're taking of leaving a cushy job and getting it and living in San Francisco and, you know, being able to write more and podcast more and work on crypto, like that is not, <laughs> that is not the same level of risk that they took at all. And so that has actually given me a lot of confidence um, to go off and go do what I want. And, and it kind of like ties in a lot of the different ideas that we've been talking about. Um, so I've, I've been really excited to do that, to have more space creativity, like in my creative life, um, to be able to allow that more, like more time to be there. And also, like you said, Angie, I really like that making sure that you know what your priorities are and then realigning yourself accordingly. Um, what's been a really powerful experience for me. And honestly, I wouldn't have been able to do it without a lot of your own influence in a really positive way. So thank you for encouraging me to, to take the step and, um, and, and build more confidence in myself. Yeah. And I think. I've shared this, this talk that I went to with Ocean Vong and Alok Menon before. It was the one that like changed my life and I cried while it was happening. Um, and it doesn't exist, so no one can listen to it. Um, oh, it's, it's gone? Like, it's like wiped from the internet's history. They just oh, casually no. had this conversation and now it's gone. Well, you um, sent it to me and I never watched or never got the chance to watch it. But I was like, I will watch this when I have the time. And now it's gone. Shoot. It's gone now, but it's okay. Oh, God. Um, but one of the things that they were talking about is this idea that like, 
when we're looking, they were specifically talking about, you know, being queer and people of color in white America. But it's this idea that like the ideal of like being like a white cis male in America, like every system like that oppresses one side has negative effects that go to the other side. And I might be just going off on a tangent here because is this relevant right now? But it's this idea that like any system harms in both directions and like the ideal that we seek is not the one that the quote unquote ideal has, right? Because in a, a limiting system limits everybody. And so by moving outside of the system, you are creating something that could have never existed and you're educated within the limited beliefs. So like, honestly, I think everything that we've been talking about, like quitting, reprioritizing, balancing creativity, discipline, all of these things is all a matter of like permissioning and like what we allow ourselves to believe in, what we allow ourselves to do, like what we allow ourselves to be confident in and like share with others and dream about and like take steps to move towards. And I think something that I've like held very true to my heart, very close to my heart for the past year or so is this idea that like yes there are a lot of systems there's a lot of things against me there's all of these things that make life harder for people of certain backgrounds experiences etc but ultimately like the only thing that is keeping me from anything that I want in this world is myself and so if that's the case yes. what am I going to do about it um and this is acknowledging that like some of these issues like trauma, generational trauma, like abuse, all these things are very difficult. But like if you are then the person who gets to overcome those things, what are you going to do about it? And I think like that level of responsibility can be really frightening. But also once you realize you have that much power in your own life, like what are you going to do with it can also be really liberating. So it's kind of that balance with like, are you willing to do this thing and create what you want to create in the world. Cause otherwise, are you going to wake up at 80 and be like, that's what I did? I hope not. Wow. Ankita, I can't think of a better way to have ended this. Thanks so much for sharing that. Thanks for joining us. I hope you enjoyed this. Thanks so much for tuning into Cross the Lines with your hosts, Angie and Jay. If you enjoyed today's conversation about the intersection of work and Asian American identity, please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review to spread the word. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, you can head over to acrossthelinespodcast.com to learn more about the show, as well as check out all the links and resources in the show notes. That's all for this episode, folks. See you next time. Mm -hmm.